Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Cincy Shirts. Look, you love Cincy Shirts. You know Cincy Shirts. They've been with FC Cincinnati from the very beginning. We are big fans of their work here at The Post. And we are so happy to have them as a sponsor of the postcast. Look, if you go over to cincyshirts.com and check out with the promo code the post cincy, that's all one word, all caps, you will get 10% off your order and you let them know that you got it from us. That would be really, really helpful. Look, they have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear that's available online or actually in two different retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. And guess what? The promo code does work in store. Again, the post Cincy, all one word all caps. And the best part about the in-store locations is that if they don't have your size on the shelf, well, they can print one for you on the spot. So again, cincyshirts.com slash the post or just use the post Cincy, all one word, all caps. When you check out to get 10% off your order, that's on any gear that they offer. And thank you again to Cincy Shirts for supporting this episode. And on this episode, we are talking about that insane three to one victory over Nashville over the weekend. A game that starts off the most frustrating game you've ever seen ends with it being one of the best games you've ever seen. Folks, we touch on everything in this episode, the Ope Fest that was uh, over the weekend, just an incredible turnout from everybody. Uh, we talk a little bit about Messi. We look ahead towards the League's Cup starting this week. All-Star game coming up this week. There's a whole lot going on in this episode, but come on, let's celebrate that incredible victory, and that'll be your postcast. Joining me on this lovely, lovely evening are three gentlemen that, like me, are living in the post-Messi era. We've got Jonah, we've got Grayson, we've got Chief. Jonah, what is the number one thing you will miss about MLS pre-Messi era? Um, maybe just seeing SCC mentioned... We had a pretty good season. <laughs> I enjoyed it. We all did. Yeah. That's over. And I'm okay with it. This is Messi's league now. And we're all just kind of living in it, hovering around it, being escorted by security near it. And uh, <laughs> couldn't have happened to a better league. So I yeah. approve. I, I, I did see online that somebody said that it only took a year and a half of FC Cincinnati being good before the league finally said, well, this won't stand. We need a super team to stop this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chief, uh, shout out to uh, the Pride's uh, uh, content uh, creators out there. The Twitter feed has just been incredible. I wish I had this tweet up. Uh, and if somebody is able to pull this up faster than me, please. I said recently they had uh, perhaps my favorite ever tweet from from them about the uh, mushy peed perverts and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and every time a, a U.S. men's national team Euro snob Hardo says that uh, 
Brandon is being held hostage, he goes on Instagram and just tweets, I love pancakes, heart emoji, and kisses the badge. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Every week, some Eurosnob, mushy pee pervert says FC is holding Vasquez against his will. And afterwards, without fail, that beautiful himbo just goes on IG and says, I love pancakes, vamos Cincinnati. <laughs> So fucking good. <laughs> and then oh. the, the, in the replies is Kevin Wallace. This is my favorite tweet you've ever tweeted in two years. And the response is, thank you, Uncle Stabby, which is just. <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and the Pride's Twitter account have an interesting relationship. <laughs> uh, Grayson, I'll, I'll ask you the same question. What will you miss most about the pre MLS or pre messy MLS era. Man, I'm the the complicated roster rules. Mm, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I've spent so much time <laughs> learning the MLS roster rules and trying to make sense of you know DPs and GAM and TAM and you know one time buyouts and Oh, just the one time, uh, huh? Yeah. All that stuff. And that, interesting. That seems to be out the window. Because now it's oh, do they want to go to Miami? Uh, we got a roster spot. Right. It is we got funny. Miami allocation money. We got Mama. They, they've got the uh, MLS rulebook. It's the one-time buyout. It's like we're just reinterpreting that. Every buyout is just one time. Yeah, it's one, one at one a time. time. One right. time per person. We yeah. won't buy them out twice. We're not crazy. <laughs> that would be stupid. <laughs> Jonah, I, to your sorry. Point. Oh, please. No, continue. But continue. For, for context, um, Miami bought out Kieran Gibbs early yes. in the season and then gave him a job as a broadcaster. Um, technically any compensation that they give him in connection with his buyout should either count against the cap or require the one-time buyout be used for it not to count. And then they just got a buyout of uh, Rodolfo Pizarro. Mm-hmm. So that's two. Yes. And they've already paid him several million dollars to play for them. This so year. He, yes. so this year, yeah. So he should be the buyout because otherwise that several million dollars is hitting the cap. Um, and I think Bogert, I think it was Bogert, or who reported that Miami still has, <laughs> that Miami, this was not Bogirl, so, it, so this is real. <laughs> you Bogirl. Um, <laughs> that Miami still has a buyout that they could use. Yeah, right. I loved that one. <laughs> And it was it was another DP, I think it was that they were kicking around buying out. Um Who Campana? The, yeah, I think it was. Because they, they, they were they were supposedly gonna restructure Gregory. That's who it was. Okay, so Which, they're gonna restructure one, him. That one doesn't bother me as so so much in a vacuum, but it's like they still right. have to use like the existing roster resources to do all this stuff like it's like yes you could buy out pizarro or you could buy out another guy or you could restructure gregory and buy down his contract like any one of these things would be possible (laughs) but it just feels not true right that they're able to do all of these things no it feels like we're living in a badly written book series right now we're like um i don't know if any of you read the hunger games when they were popular awful fiction but like they write the first book and they set up like, okay, you can only have to be thrown into the Thunderdome once. And then the person's like, oh, I need to write a sequel. But I've already set up the rules where she can't be thrown back into the games. 
well, what if there's a special games that she can be thrown into again? It's just like you're just making this shit up and you're not even following your own rules. It would be more intellectually honest for MLS right now to just declare a rule purge where like all crime is legal for the remainder of the year. <laughs> like, we'll sound the horn and you can break any roster rule you want for the next 30 days. And then whatever you don't get done but at the end of those 30 days, rosters are set and we just go on a playoff run. At least that would be honest about what the fuck is going on. And you might end up with a couple teams doing some really wacky and fun shit to counter what Miami is doing. And I'm here for all that. Yeah, uh, it is funny how quickly all of these very complicated rules were smoothed out quite a bit. And then Grayson, of course, to to just pile on all the uh, the shenanigans going on with the rules. All of this is then to turn around and say that all of these massive names from Barcelona are going to come over and make sub TAM salaries or whatever, going from making millions of dollars a year to playing for half a million dollars a year or less. Uh, just a little, a little absurd with that one. Uh, but Jonah, to your point, though, I uh, I do appreciate that at least in the before times, before Messi showed up, uh, it could very reliably turn on the MLS wrap-up show the next morning and know that we were going to be the first or maybe second game mentioned every time, and it was great. I could just go in, see what the sort of overall narrative was after the game, and then get out. I don't have to watch the whole show, and I am going to miss that. That is that is a nice piece of this that we're going to have to say goodbye to. Unless we're playing know. Messi. <laughs> which lucky for us one more two more one more for we might play we might host Messi three or four times this year oh my god because <laughs> if we play them in like I don't know I've looked at the bracket but like theoretically they're a possible League's Cup opponent yeah. we have an open cup and then if we stay in first place if Miami makes the playoffs they're going to be the eight or nine seed which right. means they're a first-round opponent. Two of three at home, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheezle. <laughs> if they we make the playoffs, that'll be pretty Make a lot of money sell those tickets, baby. It would be <laughs> impressive if they made the playoffs. I don't... I would not bet on them doing it, but... We might be fucked if they make the, if they make the playoffs. It means they're, like, fucking on fire. It means fire they're incredible, yeah. yeah. They're quite hot. They're, they're sitting on 18 points right now. We're sitting at 51, so... What was the playoff... What was the playoff line last year? I'm sure you looked it up at some point. Uh, I'm, I'm literally looking at the standings. I could two. make one click. <laughs> so the cutoff but, uh, for ninth in the East was 42 four, points. Yeah. yeah. So they would need 24 over 11. Yeah. They said they didn't win eight of their last 11 was what somebody said. At least. Two. Yeah. yeah. Eight, is, at least. eight times three is 24. That gets them to 42. Yeah, which would would. have been good enough for ninth last year. You know what else would have helped him? Just not being dog shit up until this point. (laughs) No, this is they're 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 setting it up for the greatest comeback story of all time. This is rigged that they are that they Messi joins and his friends when a last place team and they end up winning MLS Cup. This is Vince McMahon couldn't script this as an underdog story better. I will you know say that we go to Miami at the second to last game of the season. Yeah. There's a very good chance that we're going to want to pick up a result there to win the supporter shield and that Miami is going to need a result to make the playoffs. 
So that's going to be a potentially a pretty, pretty exciting game. And can I, no matter the result, it'll be a revenge game for someone. <laughs> yeah. Can I give you the last uh, 11 games? Loss, 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 tie, 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 loss. <laughs> <laughs> and the three before that were three wins. They were feeling pretty good. They were uh, five wins, six losses, and they're like, okay. Yeah. We can. Yeah. And they ran off fucking seven straight L's. <laughs> Brutal. Nice. Oh, my God. Did you see uh, this on Did you see this on, on Twitter, Twitter today, the announcement? that there will be enhanced MLS coverage for all Messi games, uh, including 18 cameras for all Inter-Miami matches, including slow motion cameras, sky cams, <laughs> and drones. We don't have really motion, enhanced coverage Which for means Messi. that the VAR in those games will be so much better than in any <laughs> other games. <laughs> They'll work. do they get access to the drone footage that's my question here (laughs) the 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 drone lands on messy yeah uh will they have a dedicated messy cam for every game absolutely they absolutely will yeah what was i just watching what was the most recent thing i was watching and they had a dedicated camera for oh it's pulisic i Mm -hmm. think do you think you'll be able to watch the game with just the messy cam I would love that actually. It'd be fun for a game that doesn't involve FCC. Yeah. For like a stretch of a game, certainly I would be interested in doing that. <laughs> he is, I mean, his style of play is not like a, Zidane has like an art film where it's like every single frame or like every single touch and it's all cameras on him for one Real Madrid game. It's an incredible game by him and it's like this really cool film and it's like cut from all these different angles and stuff like that. But um, Messi is such a different player where he is like walking 80% of the time. Like that's his that's his game. It's like, it's going to be the most boring dedicated camp. <laughs> You'll catch oh, like the two moments. Oh yeah, did he? But it like was a really boring like Knicks game against a bad team, so it kind of lo- lacked some of the yeah pizzazz. Yeah, Zidane's was not like I don't think it was like a Champions League game or anything. It was just a random leagues game against a smaller team. Um, yeah, well, we have that to look forward to. Maybe maybe FCC gets that Open Cup treatment on that one. They should they should have just the messy camera where it's nothing but him, but they should have like a live orchestra conducting and playing music in the background as he slowly <laughs> trots around the field to make it seem more epic. Just Hans Zimmer and a keyboard and some synths will be <laughs> good enough for that. I would love it to be like they try to like live score it. So like they're they're writing like it's real <laughs> slow pace as he's walking and then he starts getting going. <laughs> like oh, God. building to a crescendo as he starts diving for the uh, <laughs> or starts into a dead sprint looking for that finishing touch. Uh, why not? Why not? Hans Zimmer already did the MLS anthem that they play when they walk yeah. out. So why not? Here, here's why you know they're going to have the messy cam is that there will be the person that's watching the messy cam and he will have a direct buzzer to the head referee that every time Messi <laughs> is even close to being fouled, the referee will be alerted so that they can card and send off whoever it is that dared to try, uh, to damage the emperor's prized possession. I, I got a ref suggestion. <laughs> oh yeah mm. <laughs> You're, we're intimately familiar with him now uh, yesterday's Randy, or guido one of the two 
Toucan is how I'm going to butcher that name on purpose there for him. Uh, let's talk about this game. I, that's a, that's enough about Messi. We get enough of it crammed down our throats by uh, Apple and MLS. Uh, and no, us, this apparently this, and us. Yeah, we crammed down your throat too. I was like, Please, did we win? <laughs> smash those smash those like buttons. Get those downloads. Hopefully, we mention Messi enough times that the AI picks up on this. Um, no, we we uh, we got to bear witness to probably a top ten game. Before, oh, please, before we get, please, before we get deeper into it, I'm really tempted to just rebrand the postcast as the messy cast <laughs> and just do nothing but talk about messy. Like you talk about the messy cam that just shows him just discuss him and not the result of the team or anything else that they do just to there see is. how many clicks and downloads it would get. There is but a messy I'm Miami a, podcast, yeah. but I'm afraid of. It doing so much better numbers than we do and just destroying my faith in humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, second feed anyone? I mean. <laughs> okay, so for League's Cup, we would not see Messi until either the finals or the third place game. I don't know if I could handle him standing in, in front of our, our attempt at two of these trophies. So there's a, there's a chance Messi knocks us out of three different, three or four different trophies this year. And we're going to laugh about it because it's too horrifying to contemplate otherwise. So I, I don't know if I feel like I'd talked about it on the old podcast, but like me and my brother's big idea was be the first Nashville podcast when they were announced. And What's the like the worst podcast? Ad- I don't like what was it called? Entering MLS, the KLR podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be, uh, and we were going to be horrible country accents, but like we were going to get in there first. And it's like how, like, true crew style. Like, could we let's just like keep it up doing two podcasts every year where we're just like following, like, old Birdman was at it again for. Nashville, I see. Haney. Haney Mutar. Haney Mutar. On his way to Qatar. Like, who are these guys? They've been around since the beginning, though. I've never uh, seen them at a match, though. It's weird. I remember riffing on this idea that we were going to start a Charlotte supporters group, like just online, yeah. but see if we couldn't get a bunch of people to sign up for it. It's somehow the more authentic of their supporter right. groups. <laughs> It's the oh. only independent one. <laughs> yeah, weird, weirdly, the, the fake one has more credibility. Uh, no, let's talk about this Nashville game. Look, this was, I, I, I didn't do the math on this. I'll throw it up there. It's a, easily a top 10 game for FC Cincinnati at TQL Stadium uh, for the experience. Uh, frustrating as the ref may have been in this one, I think it lived up to the hype. Um, but Jonah, let's, let's yes. be real here. It was it was not so much about the game on Saturday, was it? It was truly about the no. pregame. <laughs> yeah, Opefest Opefest went out without a hitch. <laughs> Move over Disney World. We didn't have any errors. We had a face hole. We had Northern Row. We had us. And really, that was all you needed. So shout out to everybody who was there. I mean, the place was popping. The music, lively. The spirits high. Uh, yeah, it was the perfect send off for what would have been the perfect Opefest game. So, you know, good times all around, nice and sweaty. And I think we we were like this podcast is now the table setter for FCC talk throughout the week. I think Opefest was the table setter for that game in every way, shape or form. Not a rivalry, no, but important. Yep. 
I think I, similarly to the game, Opefest was also under a rain delay and, and, mm-hmm. had, and its uh, plans deviated at the last second at the beginning there. But no, it was a good recovery. Solid, I solid delayed. effort. <laughs> right down in my notes. <laughs> delay. Uh, Talk Chief, about it. Favorite Opefest memory. <laughs> um, I enjoy the fact that we started a new Opefest tradition, and that's uh, trolling the opponent. That we're about to play that day with a transfer rumor that their top player is heading out and not traveling for the game. <laughs> I think I think that should be a true Opefest tradition that we kick it off with a morning tweet attempting to um, rattle the opposition a little bit. <laughs> I I think that tweet worked too well. Um, Thoughts and prayers to Tommy G, who got who got taken on that one. A, a couple of other uh, MLS personalities tweeting, uh, "Bring back the blue check marks," and this one almost got me. And people needing to tweet out that it was a fake rumor. Uh, what? Uh, as of that morning, uh, we were up to about a hundred thousand views on that tweet. So the uh, the for you page really really putting in work for an account with zero. <laughs> Followers and zero <laughs> following. <laughs> Tom Bogrel is also fun to say. <laughs> I'm amazed that it did numbers because I can't figure out why everyone picked up on that because none of us really put in any effort to put that out there. It wasn't the usual super content league pushing their bullshit. This sort of found its way into the zeitgeist a little organically. <laughs> yeah. I particularly loved the um, what what I can only assume were Qatari fans tweeting about it. And there was a lot of uh, Arabic quote tweets about it. So <laughs> I, they were picking up on, on it. I, I hope they didn't get their hopes up too high. Um, but yeah, that was that was just well, fantastic. The good news is thanks to some of the horrendously racist shit that's been in Aaron Bapenza's mentions lately. I do have an open browser tab with the uh, English to Arabic translator up, so I am always, always ready to reply to anyone <laughs> in their native tongue. Good, good. Um, and then for you, Grayson, uh, I need a, I need a, um, a quick ranking here. Uh, Sky Rosa, the Sky Glizzy. Or the busk boy. Where 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 are we ranking these things? So I've never had a busk boy or a sky rosa. But <laughs> this will be pretty easy because you've so, had a sky glizzy. <laughs> so number one is the sky glizzy. Which we should um, explain for the people what this are we gonna put this video out at some point? Yes. I'll okay. say yes. <laughs> um it's a it's a hot dog, Cincinnati chili. And whatever, you know, toppings, onions, cheese, mustard, mustard, wrapped in a Izzy's potato pancake. Incredible. Delicious. Shout out Schwein, the Discord, for coming up with this idea after, I think it was Jonah's Get a Chip Wheelie, I think, inspired. (laughs) Uh, from a couple episodes ago i don't know that i'm brave enough to do that yet but after this experience i also partook with grayson delicious no notes phenomenal it should be a menu item somewhere and we were talking about uh in the pregame at Obe fest the izzy's potato pancake slept on as a cincinnati food item in general they should just be for sale at tql stadium you should just be able to yeah. buy a potato pancake and put a little mustard on it put a little hot sauce on it and eat that instead of like a pretzel or whatever yeah, 
Yeah, you could do it like uh <laughs> I'm imagining like I'm trying to figure out how you can make it as like the crust of a meat pie, like an English like classic football dish, the meat pie. But instead of that, it's like this convex potato pancake. We can make this happen. I feel like there's a there's a solution here. Got a lot but, of chef listeners. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I did I did get a bite in there, and it was it was so good. I think uh, I mean this one went well. I say we source other Cincinnati staple concoctions. I feel like Cincinnati chili plus carb is always going to be a good uh, option there. But um, yeah, if anybody has other ideas, hit us up. We'll try anything once, I, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> if you bring the ingredients to Northern Row for a pregame and it's not just revolting in concept, like, look, I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to do a black raspberry chip like with a pickle dipped inside or some shit like that that's weird keep that to yourself but with you pickled like an yeah like a spear pickle spear in the middle of it i don't know like salt and ice cream kind of <laughs> kind of works <laughs> careful what you sign yourself up for here <laughs> if you hit us up in the discord and inform us of what your idea is and because i don't want you just coming up through with a random food item and just throwing it at me and saying here eat this you promised but if you bring the ingredients to Northern Row, we're gonna make we're gonna make it happen as long as you know it's not horrendous what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very fair. Uh, and yeah, I. Opefest, great, great success. Oh, yeah, Fest. thanks everybody for coming out. It was very cool to actually meet both the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, um, that was that was actually really nice. And I had a fun I had a fun game going with the bartender where I would order a drink that she didn't have an ingredient for, so she'd have to go back to the back to the storage every single time because they didn't have like vermouth for whatever reason. You don't need that out at a bar, don't worry. Yeah. Well, so you're the reason why the line was forever. I am I am the reason. Yeah. And my credit and my my credit card chip doesn't swipe, so <laughs> <laughs> the credit card strip doesn't swipe, so she had to type in the she had to type in the number. Oh but, just one, but just one time to start the tab, and it's not my fault they don't have a tap. Yeah, you need the tap. Come yeah, on. or tap at least a chip key. reader. I um, ever since I put my uh, credit card on my Apple Watch, I do my best to not even take my wallet out of my pocket. And it is just all watch. And it's great. Like every cashier's mind is blown when you do that. It's the exact same technology behind the Apple Pay on your phone. But man, none of them ever see the watch do it. And it's always a good, it's always a good moment with the cashiers. Um, so yeah. So Opefest was a success. And what, Jonah, we're bringing it back next year, obviously. Bigger, better. I mean, we could at least do it at this level without any effort. <laughs> <laughs> I got the face hole. I might just change his T-shirt to whatever, you know, do a, new, do, do a new shirt next year. Might put the year on it. I heard that from a few people. That is a reasonable suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Not just the date, which it will only be once. But uh, yeah, whatever. You Although know, I did hear best. many people were complaining. And by many people, I mean my wife, that Opie was not available for photo ops at this at this event. Your thoughts, Jonah? Well, several people got to put Opie on and took photos as Opie, which some would say is even better. 
And uh, <laughs> at some point, I was like, I feel like too many people are putting this thing on. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know where. <laughs> you don't know where I've been. But, uh, <laughs> everybody looked very clean, I will say. But uh, everyone you know, gets it was, headlights. It was a humid day. That's all I get. Opvid. <laughs> I don't know what I'm coming down with. You're about to find out why Opie is so sad and the reason it's a sexually transmitted disease. I have COVID 19 through 25. <laughs> this isn't made with ethophone, is it? No, no. Because <gasps> <laughs> it is. Uh, well, also, public service announcement if you did not pick up your shirt and you selected Thank you, yes. shirt pickup, Please reach out to Joe. Get at me. <laughs> he has your shirt and he doesn't have an address. So I do something. have an address. I just I I didn't mark <laughs> off people as they got their shirts and I I don't know half of you. So <laughs> you just, I just oh, okay. looked up your name at the at the moment. So I you know it's probably a couple left. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get with Joan if you didn't pick up your shirt. And with that, as always, on the march over, desperate for cell service, the lineup drops and. Gentlemen, I don't know if you're anything like me. I was excited. This was, as best we could put together, the A-team. And it's been a while since we've had the A-team as, again, best we could construct it out there. Uh, in goal, Roman Celentano. No surprises there. Yursa Mascara, Miazga, and Haglin across the back line. Barion Arias on the outside, Moreno, Wobodo, Acosta in the middle, Santos, and Vasquez up top. It is possible to make a cross-country flight in 2023 from Wednesday to Saturday and play in two soccer games in one week. It's, it's insane. It's insane that this is possible, but Miazga and Vasquez both did it, and I, I just thought that was very admirable of them to be able to do that. It's almost like that should have been the expectation the entire time. You would have thought. You would have thought, like, especially if you, like, followed the team. You might have thought that reasonably well enough. But Yet, for, yet for some reason, I, I felt like I was being gaslit into thinking I was the crazy <laughs> person for thinking, no, of course they should start. They, neither one of them racked up huge minutes over the last couple of weeks. This has been a, a nice break. We were talking about Miazga having played too many minutes. He got a hell of a break. As a result of all this, of course, he should be fit and ready to go. <laughs> It'd be one thing if they had gone like three games in the last seven days of, you know, 120 minutes all in like Houston and Orlando. And you'd be like, all right, these guys are probably exhausted. Let's give them a night off. That was not the case uh, with with these two. And yeah, it was nice to see this team out there. I mean, obviously, yellow card accumulations are going to go ahead and start hitting us immediately now. But yeah, really, on paper, the only sub you would have liked to have seen was Bupenza and for Santos. But otherwise, this was as good as it gets. And rain delay. Rain delay. Where were you? <laughs> I know Chief was thinking about the Hillsborough documentary the entire time. It's actually it, a good point. Let's go there. Let's fucking go there. Concourse. Why, yeah, why, does this, why does the team hate the Bailey now? As I sit in my seat and I see them in their pig pens like waiting to come out. Yeah, Is that a metal bleacher thing? But if it's not safe for them, I don't want to be out either. So is right. it, was it safe right. or not? Safe is a relative term here. Because sure. what there's there's 7.8 billion people on the planet and less than 2,000 get struck by lightning every year. 
Like you're you're at greater risk in the stadium slipping and falling on the stairs than you are from being struck by lightning at any point. And the idea, like there was no plan at all. It's they evacuated the Bailey. They shove everyone into a concourse that's meant for, you know, a tenth, a third of whatever, you know, the population of the Bailey is what, 3000 strong. Yeah, that hallway ain't holding 3000 people. And in the meantime, it's sunny out. Everyone's chanting, let us in. And then when they finally reopen the Bailey, it's a free for all for everyone to get back in and try and crush their way to better seats than they had when they left. Like we got there early for this game. I was with a couple of friends and we had decent spots in the Bailey, like, you know, lower level came in, you know, with the March. When the free for all happens and everybody's let back in, there's no room and we end up second row from the top. Like, it's just, it's just, it was, they need to do better on that. And just watching this from the eye of someone who may or may not have studied about negligence and risk management, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And if they ever had to, like, quickly evacuate. Negligence, you sell, like, women's undergarments? (laughs) Whatever pays the bills, Grayson, okay? We don't shame on this podcast. It does. It does need to be addressed. I, I don't know what the solution is, but I, I would like to offer this up. And if the club has a very good reason why this doesn't work, so be it. But underneath the Bailey, directly in front of the workhorse gate, that area is empty. Like there might be a couple of pieces of equipment here or there, but there is as much square footage under the Bailey as there is on the concourse. Maybe next time release the lower half of the bailey under the bailey and the top half of the bailey onto the concourse or something along those lines because you need to be able to split them out i saw pictures from that it looked like an absolute human catastrophe waiting to happen i saw people tweeting like at the club like we can't breathe and stuff and i don't know how much of that was sarcastic or how much of it was like genuine concern um i had a pregnant friend in that crowd and she was genuinely concerned that if something happened there would be no way for anybody to get to her like it was a real problem and somebody at the club needs to reassess how they are doing that next yeah, time the, but the other problem too is this and i don't want to like you know this is not our brand being serious but the other problem too is that you're back you're moving out a general admission section yes and the overwhelming number of people are most concerned about getting back in as quickly as possible because they don't want to end up in the corners or not enough room for their group so people are going to crowd around the entrances And when they let people back in, it's going to always be that mad rush because there's absolutely no way of of assuring people, hey, get out in an orderly fashion. When you come back in, you can go back to the same spot. And as long as that's the case, it's the exact same thing that caused the who problem where people heard music happening. They thought they were missing something and they pushed to try and get into the arena. In this case, it's people hear that you can get back in. People want to get back to their spot. And it was just a crush and a mad rush to get back in. It's just not a good situation at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the solution is there. Also, it was weird that they 
kept the Bailey back the whole time. Like Jonah, like you said, like they had already tweeted out, like, go back to your seats. And they still kept everybody back there. Very, very weird. Um, Grayson, what was the situation in your seats there during the rain delay? Oh, it was fine. It was in the okay. first first financial club. It was, <laughs> it was, you know, crowded, but like plenty of room. Yeah. Yeah. There's not enough seats there. when everyone's down there. Right. Yeah. I was so you have floor, to stand. But, yeah. I, I had to stand and. <laughs> oh, I wasn't worried. So I wasn't worried about death, though. Yeah. <laughs> I um. So my rain delay story. Oh, uh, is... one of the bathrooms got like closed for a little bit for some oh, reason. No. Oh my. Oh God. no. No. One of the stalls clogged. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But they were they keeping re- people out re- of the. They were keeping people out of the men's room on the east side of the club. They ran low on Chardonnay and couldn't get out to the other <laughs> side of the stadium to get more. Yeah. <laughs> so right before the uh, <clears throat> the game, but right before I got to Opefest, I got a call uh, from my mom saying that uh, somebody in their group uh, fell sick and wasn't going to be able to attend the game tonight if I would like to join them in their seats. And I was like, oh, where are you guys sitting? And she said, oh, we have a private box. We're in the Western and Southern box. Said, oh, Yes, I'll I'll go. I'll figure out what happens to my ticket later. Uh, so I get to go up to a nice box, nice little buffet, open bar, Kevin, lovely Kevin, cushioned seats. Kevin, <laughs> no one believes this. No one believes this. You're using the the Cincy shirts money to get, treat yourself to luxury seats. Just admit it. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think one of those boxes, what was the number being bounced around? $25,000 for a season to have one of those boxes. How many shirts have we sold? <laughs> That's a lot of shirts on 10%, baby. <laughs> well, promo, promo code thepostcincy.com at checkout. Maybe I or get the rest of these guys not, in there. No, no, not thepostcincy.com, the postcincy. Oh, is that why it's not working? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, please stop Ke- Kevin, you did say you were going to invite one of our patrons to uh, oh, Jeff geez. Ruby's after <laughs> the game. So, you know, sometimes we like to reach out and mingle with the fans. Enjoy yeah. a steak dinner after we're in the street. $10 how raffle was, tickets. How was your view? Ch- were you on the, the barley side? Uh, so I wasn't exactly sure how far down I was. I think we were like the second to last uh, box all the way opposite the barley. So I had oh, okay. a fantastic view of Lucha's penalty, um, posted the video, which was a nice subtle flex if you understand the camera angle of where that video is taken. Um, Why is there a window frame in this shot? Right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This is actually really nice. So they have uh, like a little bar in front of the window, right? Like most boxes do. But then um, they uh, they let you fold all of the the windows in so we had like the box was wide open the whole night it was very nice it was i really like that touch the reds the reds don't do that um it was uh it was pretty sweet i gotta say they did a good job the wings were really good hot dogs were really good it was a nice setup and then out in the hallway this is weird you have to go in the hallway uh cookies cakes and caramel popcorn tubs are out there for for the taking so this is a pretty sweet setup should we do say. that for the miami game Yes. Oh my God. I could only imagine <laughs> how much right? one of those goes for. <laughs> We're right next to Jorge Mas. Like, hey, man. What are you doing you know, here? If we, if we do sell those no messy shirts or something really basic like that, we can probably raise enough money for this to happen. Especially if we made the no messy shirts in every, you don't want to violate trademark, but you figure out every team he's playing and yes. make them in those teams' colors. 
So yes. we have like a yellow and black, no messy shirt, an orange and blue, no messy shirt. And then every fan base around the league can order our shirt to show their opposition to the messy signing on whatever game it is that they're playing. We'll do some targeted ads in their markets in the week lead in a couple weeks leading up to the game. Better trademark this. Trademark it. That's key. Yeah. No messy in the blue hell. I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, no, messy the the call, no messy in the cauldron. cauldron. Yeah. No okay. messy in the Nordeca. No messy in the Bailey. Like this is. <laughs> don't make a messy in the cauldron. Don't make a mess. That's no, too. It's too on the nose. No, just no messy. It, yeah. it just works. I think. As is. is. The, yeah. 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 I want to put like a fake MLS logo in it somewhere though. My my friend's kid did have like a pretty formative experience like accidentally waiting in the waiting out the rain delay cuz mm. to placate him she bought him his first ever blue icy. And so he was really excited at the amount of sugar that he was having. And then they had <laughs> UFC on TV. Oh man. And he's never seen like fighting before. <laughs> and he's just like having he was just transfixed by the by the UFC. And his mom's just like, she's like, fighting is still not okay. It's just these guys get to do it. <laughs> Special. <laughs> and girls. Well, yeah, and girls. You're you're just speed running being a second grader. It's straight sugar water blue icy. <laughs> Watching yeah. grown men fight. Yeah, sure. Well, Holly Holmes too old. That's why she got submitted. Okay. Yeah. Derek. <laughs> uh, there was actually in the seats. Uh, I think I've said before. I sit near like Katie Solomon. She doesn't know me, but I know you. And uh, but there was like five she, kids. She knows your under. alter ego real well. <laughs> exactly. It's like five kids under seven. And I, I said it on Discord before, but the person behind me, worst person I've ever sat by at a sporting event in my life. Oh yeah. And please, uh, so I text, please expand I, on this. Well, I texted my brother. I said you would have gotten kicked out. That's all I could say. And like I was, I was almost starting to root for Nashville. There's 20 minutes before the game, you know, because everyone wanted. To, as soon as we could go outside, everyone's like, let's go outside. And then it's like. 45 minutes till the game time. A half hour to go. There's like two Nashville fans in front of me. He's already going, fuck Nashville. Fuck Nashville. He must have said it a thousand times that night. And he was just like belligerent. I think he said, and the guy next to him work is North Side, not like the neighborhood, North Side Brewing, North Side Brewery, North Side Distillery. North some, there's a North, no, it was, it was was North, North, North Side Distillery. All right. Well, boycott that place because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they fucking uh, have one of the guys works there, like, you know, has a real job there. And then the guy who is belligerent, they both work there. And I believe snuck in some of their product, which is part of the problem. Mm. But um, it was just a fucking nightmare. And I'm like, this is the craziest game of the year. And I can't stop thinking about how much I want to fucking deck this guy in the face. I'm there with my son, by the way. And like I said, there's always I'm not like a prude. <laughs> like I'm an asshole <laughs> fan too. So like if I'm going crazy, so eventually he's talking about Yeah, she made me a fucking grinder profile. You thought it was fucking funny. Fuck you, Nashville. <laughs> and like like everything he says and like people are like his friends are like egging him on almost. And then he's like, yeah, I saw they got the LQG TBX flag here. So we're cool. And finally, I just like turn around. He's directly behind me. One seat over. I turn around and just stare at him. We make eye contact. This guy's like six, four. And he just like looks right. He's like, uh, Hey, <laughs> like to me, I said, you all right. <laughs> huh? And like, he looks over and like, sees my kid and he's like, Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. 
And then like, and then the guy, his friend's like, oh yeah, you can be a little much. I was like, couldn't tell, man. And then like, I turned around. So like, it lasted probably 30 seconds of him yelling, but not saying just fuck every other word. And like, no one's yelling like him. And then it just happened the rest of the game. And then like, I asked my son, I was like, hey, you want to go somewhere else? Let's just go, let's go somewhere else. He's like, no, I'm fine here. I was like, come on. (laughs) But like, yeah, it ruined, it fucking ruined the game. And so I, hopefully that guy never comes back. But like, I was like, where's the jerk line? Cause I'm ready to fucking narc on this guy. Just like, just out of control. He's like, you're a pussy. The ref, the pink ref pussy. Fuck you. Fuck you. That like, just didn't stop full voice. And I was like, get me the fuck out of here. What is it? I I, I cannot wait until this person reaches out to say, I didn't get a chance to pick my Ope shirt up at Ope Fest. Can you please? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so be like I said before where I just shipped Ad Rock from y'all his shirt because <laughs> he did pick up. I was like, nope. <laughs> I was gonna mail it to you. Well, we'll, we'll I don't need any interactions. <laughs> no, well, it's nothing we? personal. <laughs> we just don't need to see you in real life. Uh but no, with my adrenaline, I could have fucking beat the shit out of this fucking drunk idiot. But uh great game though. My my son after the game, he's like, I don't know how to describe that game. Crazy? Yeah chaotic i was like yes son yes it was all those things jonah was like i don't know how to describe it either but we're gonna do that for an hour and a half on a podcast tomorrow night (laughs) i told him i was like this is what happens when you drink too much alcohol like you turn into this guy so you don't want to drink too much you're gonna end up like this guy the game did start though kevin at some point it did we 44 minutes in eventually got going i will say by the end of the night i had kind of forgotten that we had a delay uh that was that was i don't yeah. know how ridiculous this game was is that the rain delay is way down the list of just insane things that happened on the evening and i mean the first seconds of the game well two things happen one is fc cincinnati uh long ball over the top we're already on on the front foot and uh vasquez heads it off to uh lucha who Fires a shot, just goes right over the goal. Um, but uh, also on the broadcast, uh, uh, Max Barretos uh, on the broadcast just randomly out of nowhere drops a, we're, we're live from, of all places, Cincinnati, Ohio. The <laughs> unlikeliest of places the is what he said. The unlikeliest of places. Like, whoa, dude. <laughs> First off, we've been in the league for a little bit now. Like... <laughs> And what I, the I, fuck was that? I did see a headline about that in the New Yorker magazine. Um, who would have imagined these noble savages capable of such beauty? MLS announcers shocked to learn that Midwest exists. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, it's always it's always alarming uh, for the uh, the coastal elite to uh, to discover that we too exist here in the Midwest. And, and it wasn't just that too. It was also if you watch the replay back, there was another part later in the match where they talked about how amazing the art culture is in Cincinnati, the food culture, and the stadium being in the middle of downtown. It was very much a. There was this tweet that went kind of mega viral a couple of years ago about a woman in New York saying, I don't understand how the rest of the world lives without bodegas. I mean, <laughs> yeah. where else are you just going to pop in to buy a roll of paper towels, a candy bar and oh, maybe a soda, too? And the response was, you know, gas stations exist everywhere, right? <laughs> um, they don't have a cat, though. 
And they also said something like, oh, we, we could have walked there from the hotel, uh, but we didn't. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. You, you, you should have, maybe. I don't know. But also, it, it really felt like they had gone on like a Cletus safari. <laughs> and they were like just trying to explain the Trump voter to New York Times uh, readers or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, they, did, they did name drop Liz Summers. Miley Summers. Yep. <laughs> of famous uh, from, uh, uh, I think she had a podcast, Knifey Lion Radio. Yeah. Famous Something for her like bad tweet. <laughs> much much like the bodega tweet her uh her husband shaming tweet <laughs> outlived her men uh, should get out of the grocery store <laughs> you're not helping <laughs> it's like damn uh that in the uh that's the a funny infamous... tweet i'm gonna i'm gonna back liz on that it's just that's a funny tweet <laughs> it didn't reek of humor at the time yeah i get <laughs> it but in retrospect i think it's a funny tweet uh, I'll always remember her for her, oh my God, uh, when going up the escalator with Lacadia, when she sees exactly how many people showed up for the airport welcoming of, of our new hero. It's like, oh God. <laughs> Damn it, our fans care. They tried really hard to not let us know when that airplane was coming in. <laughs> oh, no. And the... um. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was nice of them to uh, to come out. It does make you realize how little I don't know how little research these commentators are doing. Like it really does feel like they learned they were going to Cincinnati like on Friday, like maybe late Thursday, and it, had twelve hours to really prepare before they were yeah, out here. But like, but the, my problem with it is. Like somebody said, this isn't the first year we've been in MLS. This isn't even the first year TQL Stadium has been opened. And it'd be one thing, too, if it was just FC Cincinnati. But we've hosted major U.S. national team matches here, too. We had USA Mexico here. It's well beyond time that you should be aware, A, Cincinnati does soccer really well. B, they have a stadium in the middle of a nice walkable area. And C, that this isn't some backwoods cow town. They didn't send you to fucking Toledo. You know, like this isn't Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> All lovely places, I'm sure. Sure, yes, sure, yes. whatever. Yeah, Max Bretos, he's been <laughs> around forever, but I feel like he was doing LAFC before this. Yeah. I feel like they don't send him out east to the hill towns uh, very <laughs> often. I will say, like, Kalen Carr, I don't I know how great he is an announcer. I feel like he seems to know at least about FCC, like he does the other week. I, You know, every he's always saying that Barrio is the best, uh, like... Best uh, wing back in Major League Wing back in that. So I'm like... yeah. Yeah, Caitlin Gardner, yeah. <laughs> you speak yeah. it. But yeah, you can kind of tell who just like gets the bullet points. Kind of like when somebody would get a a Bengals game who like never does the Bengals. They always hit like the same fucking talking points. You'd be like, that hasn't been true in three years or whatever <laughs> they say. But like the, uh, when people I wish say AJ this. Green is a weapon, it's like it hasn't, really <laughs> it hasn't been, been a weapon in five years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish Dunseth would have learned. I mean, he called Bupenza Buenza. Throughout yeah. the game, I don't think he pronounced the P until the very end. Like, don't they have a producer in their ear? Like, well, the team, the media, they get a pronunciation guide. Right. Like, they have the names written in front of them. 
I don't know. <laughs> when Mammy Kurtos sees a Latin American name, he just salivates. He's like, I'm going to fucking do this. <laughs> Big, <laughs> maybe <"Mania." laughs> maybe Dunzit has a UTI and he can't, uh, he can't pee. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I did God. like how he was saying Barreal. They both were. And then actually the guy sitting next to me was saying it the same way, but he had an accent. So it was like, <laughs> he was like, like okay, well, you, you can do this. <laughs> like, say it normal. We're in Cincinnati, goddamn. <laughs> My kids have been living off Poopenza. I'm like, could you stop? And they just like giggle to themselves. It's like, so. <laughs> I thought what you were say with the P. Like, you mean uh, Poopenza? I'm like, brilliant, guys. <laughs> My friend, My friend Joe, his kid just decided that poop is the funniest word ever. And it's pretty his, funny. Wife, his wife said, oh, that's a phase he'll grow out of. And no. her husband was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that was my least favorite word when child rearing. For, like, for me, that's like for some women, they hear the word moist and it makes them want to like gouge their eyes out. That was poop for me for some reason. So it was either crap, a, a dump, and I, they're they're junk was their junk and it still is their junk so <laughs> i heard my son say penis the other day i said who taught you that we say junk in this house <laughs> but kevin if i <laughs> no god I, I spent a uh, a large amount of time while stoned one time finding it funny that we decided to call toilet paper toilet paper instead of poop paper which has alliteration and sounds way funnier <laughs> paper maybe it does make sense why we didn't uh but I was going to say, yeah, one you of don't my put famous... it in the toilet. <laughs> That's Whoa. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, you cool, <laughs> you cool South American. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a thing that you get used to when you travel. And like, yes. <laughs> you travel and they're like, do not put the toilet paper in the toilet. I'm like, what Our... are you supposed to do with it? Put it in my pocket? <laughs> the water pressure is not ready for your toilet paper. <laughs> Max Bratos called his producer. What do I do with this? Is this, is this a, is this is a this? flushable town? <laughs> It doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> Be well, Max. Kevin. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we always say that start off a little strong and then kind of go quiet. I say FCC 20 minutes of. Yes. God, we're fucking dominating this team. The possession wasn't over the top, but that's what I remember thinking. Like, yeah, up until we get the PK, and then after we seemed like we were on a mission to score. When they took a, not PK, when they took away Lucho's goal, yeah, I was like, all right, well, there was no letdown. So I'd say it was a good twenty minutes before Nashville finally like got back in the game. But the, the first twenty minutes, it was we were fucking humming. And on the subject of uh, Lucho's goal, I do want to yes. talk about that because we, that yes. was one of the most infuriating and stupid refereeing decisions i've seen in a while where sure the, the the team came out shot out of a cannon they were playing really well i know that's not a new thing that's even when we were bad we'd have stretches of games where we look good but they looked like they were gonna run this team off the field and then lucho uh picks walter uh, walker zimmerman's pocket looked clean goes in 1v1 versus the keeper chips the keeper we're up one nil and then VAR strikes and leads to this headware headline from uh, BroadwayWorld.com. Zimmerman may love Jesus, but he's independently owned by Lucho. Little tricks from FCC captain leaves Nashville defenders shocked, leading to opening goal. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. Um, I yeah. had a head, I found a headline about the about the ref. It was more about the refs overall. Please, in, let's say inconsistent. Uh, 
performance. Uh, referee Remy Tuchen explains officiating philosophy. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am. I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. <laughs> this guy's a real joker. Did yeah. you, uh, <laughs> did you see? Uh, <laughs> this was in Billboard magazine. Uh, not their best work. Castrati on Beale Street. Fouled by Tiny Lucho, then a pathetic dive in the box, a shameful Walker Zimmerman decides to dip testicles in boiling water post-game. You see, you see that? I don't know. It's just now, I'm debating whether or not I point out that Beale Street's in Memphis and not Nashville. Damn it! <laughs> no, you know yeah, what? Be Broadway. I, I, did it, I did it wrong on purpose in my Nashville uh, Post oh, article. Right. And people kept pointing out, like, that's not even in Nashville. Like, no. And, like, the Sun Sphere from Knoxville. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Castrati I mean, on yeah. Broadway. <laughs> he's a bitch is what i'm saying guys <laughs> yeah he was he was very i felt unchristian this game you'd certainly Between, need to talk of, to his mom about this game some of his antics and then that that just dive. really egregious dive later and that you can so see him about. saying that's a foul yeah, yeah that's a foul like dude, yeah. thou shalt yeah. not bear false witness man yeah and there's cameras like maybe he's got the ray gaddis pass it's like god tells me when i'm on the field it's like a christian on survivor like i'm allowed to lie when i'm on survivor <laughs> i'm playing for a million dollars it's very much allowed yeah the uh the lucha goal uh being taken back uh fairly I don't know. Like, it's very weird. It's fair to say, like, if you think it was a foul, so be it. But, like, the ref was right there and got a good look at it and was fine with it. I I mean, obviously, I'm very biased. I'd argue incidental contact. Like, it's very hard to, you know, do that move without in some way, shape, or form touching the player that you are stealing the ball off of. And Zimmerman is a big enough guy that, like, that shouldn't have knocked him down. Like, I do feel like it was a strategic fall on some level there. But for the ref to go back and take his decision back that he made, he watched that entire sequence happen, it just... I don't know. To well, me, defeats the purpose of VAR. Well, no, it's it's your point. It's to your point about VAR ruining games. Mm -hmm. Is that what what VAR causes in this? Is that if Lucho doesn't score there, that isn't a foul, right? But because he scored, it becomes a foul because they go back and they look at it again and they take another look and they were like, okay, well, it led to a goal. And because it led to a goal, it takes on greater significance. But if it wouldn't have been a foul, if he steals the ball and they pass around and they back pass and they go around and they turn the ball over and then they eventually leads to another goal, um, then it shouldn't be a foul just because it leads to a goal immediately. It can't be both things. It can't be both right. not a foul and a foul. And VAR makes that inconsistency exist. And yeah. you, you hear guys a lot of times when they talk about penalties, they'll say like, oh, that's not enough in that for me right. to award a penalty. Right. Which implies that there is some. That there is some space between a foul in the middle of the field and a foul that you're going to give a penalty for. And that was like more or less why we didn't get a penalty against New England yeah. was the ref for whatever reason. What we found out later wrongly. Um, and knew at the time, but, you know, pro admitted that he was wrong not to award the penalty there. But 
I feel like for something like this, that should also be held up to the kind of penalty standard where it's like, this is contact that happens throughout the game. This and stuff that's worse than it doesn't get called throughout the game. Yeah. And we're going to take a goal back from something that if that was, you know, fairly incidental, light contact by a little guy on a really big guy who right. should have just been able to stay on his feet and make a play. Right. Like if that exact same play happens one line of confrontation up, like if it was uh, Obi doing that to one of their midfielders, it's it's never even thought of how many times are these guys clashing into each other? I mean, compare that similarly to Arius being taken out with no ball being nearby as a guy goes right past uh, the ball and, and clobbers him midair and, and damn near tries a off the top rope WWE move to, to knock him out. That doesn't get a call, but Lucho tapping his ankle ever so slightly it's just ridiculous. Um, I do appreciate, though, with this referee that at the end of the game, both fan bases can feel like the referee was absolutely against them. And that takes a lot for a referee to make both fan bases truly, genuinely feel like they were being completely screwed over. Because through this first half, man, I mean rigged game was was on the table for me like i i posted it from the post account like mentally if you were to try to draw up if the referee was trying to rig this game in favor of nashville would he have made any different decisions and the answer was no for me like that that looked exactly like that Ugh, but- ref show shirt I'm buying. Ref show so shirt. I, I get, yes. I get, I get more excited about ref show every time now. If you come to the game expecting or wishing for a ref show, maybe it'd be more enjoyable. And so, like when you don't get one, you're like, ah, there's no ref show. But I will say, the thing about the Zimmerman one is he fucked up. Yes. Like it wasn't just yeah. like he was in perfect position and Lucho's behind him and clips him. If Lucho doesn't make any contact with Zimmerman's in a bad spot. Yeah. And he maybe he gets it back to the keeper, but it wasn't like he was do all in the right and was shielding the ball and Lucho just clips him. No, he, he caught. This is what we do. This is what Lucho is the king of now that Brenner's gone. He'll ca- catch people not quite sleeping, but just like catch him off guard. And he did that. So it wasn't just like. It wasn't bad or good luck for anyone. It was he did what he does. And Zimmerman was not prepared for it. So whatever. Doesn't matter now, but it could have been. We responded felt, well after that. It felt bigger when Nashville scored because you yes. think to yourself, shit, like this yeah. game should be one nil. They should be on their back foot the entire time. But instead, that gives them a little bit of life. And the possibility exists where you think about it like, you know, down one nil, the way Nashville plays defense, they don't concede a shitload of goals. You're thinking to yourself, this is a game changing decision in that moment retrospectively after they score. Yeah. No, and that was it's exactly where this goes to next. Uh, Walker Zimmerman gets a virtual tap in following Roman Celentano not being able to hold on to a cross is what I'm going to call it uh, into the box. Uh, he's diving. He's is at full extension. He does get both hands on it, but in the process of landing on the ground, it being well hit and him being at full extension, he can't keep a full grip on it. The ball spills out. 
and there is Zimmerman to tap it in. Um, I've not seen a good look on this, and maybe it doesn't matter because Roman made a play on it. Is is he offside here? Does he that even come offside. into play? Okay, okay. There was a, there is a shout that would have been harsh in my view, but it's one that people, and I forget who it was, but there was a guy who was in an offside position, like kind of in front mm. of Celentano. Okay. And you could say like where, where he is, is he affecting the play? And I, I've, it's a type of thing that occasionally you see people complain about not being called. And I'm always like, it's a weird chill one. out. Like, yeah, like this, we don't want to take a goal away because of this, but that's, but that that was that was there. I think it may have been Pico. Okay. There was yeah. a headline I found about this, and this is mostly for our Northeast Ohio listeners, all one of them. <laughs> uh, this was in the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Roman Burger, Celentano makes a meal of attempted save, ending his status as Mr. Hero. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about Borussia Mönchengladbach. Poaching Roman anytime soon. No, they uh, they only like guys with terrible first touches, not second touches. Two hands. <laughs> Which is sad. like there are times when you see guys punch it and you're like, just catch that ball. This one, I don't think I would have said that because he was at full stretch, but it was one where it's like he could have punched it clear and it was close enough where he thought he could catch it. And then it, it was hard to hold on to, but you're just like, you know, hindsight, obviously, like just fucking knock it anything and they i felt like unless i'm misremembering they were not doing much of anything i don't remember being in fear much in the first no. half no, i remember no, uh, uh our qatari league friend doing hardly anything like if, it, if this was like the mvp heavyweight matchup like it was Ooh, yeah you know, he, it was, he had, a knockout <laughs> he had uh one instance where he was doing some stack overs and <laughs> fired a shot mm. in that went just wide. But other than that, I mean, yeah. Obi had him in his pocket the entire match. Yeah. Like, was... never able to get anything started, never able to get any possession or get into dangerous positions. He was a non-factor in this game other than one shot attempt. Yeah. Obi played him very, very well. I will say they seem to put him on the uh, the left wing of like in a front three rather than up top or in the middle, which is where I would have expected him to play. I think the intention was to isolate him on Nick Hagland and Hagland did a pretty good job of containing him. I do remember the uh, the the charging tech overs uh, and he fired off the shot. Absolutely. But other than that, um, he Hagland did well against, again, the reigning MVP. And according to MLS's own graphic, they keep publishing the, the leader for the MVP race this year. And yeah, I, I mean, if this was the Lucho V Mukhtar show, I mean, Mukhtar didn't I mean, even show up. <laughs> Hani is what? He's gotten like six games without a goal or something yeah, like that. His line for, for the game, according to, to FOTMOB, was he was only 75% accurate passes. He had two shots for a total XG of 0.07. Hmm. Um, so they were both, he was two out of six on successful dribbles. Four out of 14 on ground duels one, one out of four on aerial duels one, and zero out of two on accurate long balls. So, like, yeah. he wasn't. Which, 
He, Which backs up had, the backs up the eye test too. That Lucha yeah, sure. just played. Lucha was everywhere on this field. I was with at the game with someone who's not a huge fan, who just said number ten is everywhere in this game. Like he was p- tracking back to play defense. You could tell it, to my eye that you know, and you'll never know this one way or the other. But I think Lucha knows he's in an MVP race a little bit. And I think that he there was he looked like he was taking this a little more personally in terms of because he's always dangerous offensively, but he was really putting in a shift everywhere on the field. Like he was taking this as a personal matchup between him and his top competitor for the the MVP award. He had twice yeah. as many passes attempted as Hani did. Jesus. Like it's just he was so much more involved. You gotta wonder if Hani is really you know itching for that transfer and it's distracting him. I want to point Many out Tom Boger did Tom Boger did not expressly refute <laughs> Tom Boger. He merely said I did not report that. That is true. That is true. No one has like the- outright said that Hani Mukhtar is not being sold to the Qatari Stars. Have League. you guys seen the Pelican brief? Maybe Chief like stumbled on the real transfer and like, how the fuck did this guy know he was going to <laughs> see him? <laughs> and how are these Supreme Court justices being murdered? <laughs> um, uh, Mukhtar had two shots all game and they both came within the first half hour. So he was a non-factor after the first goal. Pretty, f- pretty incredible. I can't find MVP betting MLS MVP betting anywhere like I feel like it has to exist somewhere like it's a pretty it's not too niche of a bet but right. I have not found a site where I can I want to see like oh did Lucho's like the only time you see odds is when like MLS like gives you them I'm like or, or like I've yeah I've never actually seen it on a betting site so like you, I was trying to see if Lucho moved up but there's no would, site to check it on <laughs> you would think that one of these sports books would start to offer it just so that they can take money from people who are betting on Messi Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Just, just free money for the house. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Though, would MLS give it to him? Oh if, god, like, that just oh my heart. Miami just makes the playoffs. Stealing, yeah. <laughs> I, There's no if way he averaged, him this year. If he averaged a hat trick a game for the games he was here, yes, they would give it to him. <laughs> right. But I, I even Messi, I don't think it will be doing that. But uh, do uh, you know our um, first take segment? Do we think Lucho is the the MVP front runner now? I feel if like we if he's win in the shield, shield, I think he gets it. Yeah. That's where I am. I think he's going to get it. And I think the reason he's going to get it is going to bother a lot of people outside Cincinnati. And that's that he scores a shitload of PK goals. We've gotten very good recently at drawing penalties. We drew another one in this game at the end of the first half. And if he keeps burying penalties, he's going to rock it up. He's going to keep rocketing up the scoring tar- charts. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, we're, actually we're um, sneaking up on uh, the Golden Boot race, uh, thanks to Mukhtar's inability to keep adding to that. Uh, Acosta is also only two goals behind Vasquez in the uh, FC Cincinnati all-time goal-scoring records as well. So could very well uh, surpass Vasquez by the end of this year, especially if he keeps on penalty uh, duty, even if Vasquez were to return to form. Uh, We'll get to that penalty. I will say, though, uh, in between there, Taylor Washington picks up a yellow card, notable only for what will happen later in the game. But I do want to point this out, uh, that Taylor Washington, kind of a neat story, uh, played against us back in USL. He's one of the uh, few remaining USL guys that has just sort of hung on 
uh, in this Nashville team. Uh, but no, it is in the 42nd minute that Lucho buries a penalty won by Bariel. Well, look to me sort of picking out a guy's arm and picking the ball <laughs> off of it. Um, but pretty, pretty clear handball. There wasn't a single Nashville player complaining about it. That's usually a good sign. And Acosta, not even Das Harks could argue this one. Pretty solid penalty in uh, in goal there. Good to see him get his goal back, though. I feel like even if you did want to give it to Vasquez to sort of bring him back into the team, having that first goal called back, Acosta makes a lot of sense here. It's good. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, 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 I don't think we were wrong. I feel, I'm going to feel like one of those people that said Lucho hurts us more than he helps us, but I don't think we were wrong with some of our penalty criticism early no, in the they season were terrible at the but, beginning absolutely <laughs> but he's made a number in a row and i feel like he's gotten his his percentage uh to to a pretty good level and he's gotten yeah. better the placement yeah. is better yeah yeah i i tend to believe that what's happening is that he he's listening to the podcast and well, he's taking notes Obviously, Obviously, he's listening to the podcast, or he's having his translator transcribe the episode. Which <laughs> no, he's doing I'm it so- to learn English. Aww. Hit it harder, they're saying. Hit it harder. <laughs> Love you, Lucho. Big fan. Um, no, it's one of those things where he, I think he was genuinely confused that he was taking penalties at first as well. And he's like, well, I guess if they're going to keep telling me I take these, I should probably practice them or something. <laughs> so by the end of the year, his free kicks are going to be... He's like, so <laughs> going to be spectacular. <laughs> Did you guys see this headline in um, Christian Science Monitor? <laughs> mm. Jewish baby karma. Barial removes four arm skin from Moyle. Did you guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, Grace. You knew that was coming. Also, there yeah. was this one. Um, <laughs> this is I shouldn't even do this. One. Uh, this is from Fangoria. Horror show penalty. An emotional Joe Willis removes gloves to reveal fingerless hands. I never had a chance, said Willis. <laughs> right through it. You could, do you see how like he kind of curled up in a fetal after he cause, like went right through? Like he stuck his hands out and just didn't stop. <laughs> Literally just went right through his hands. So he was in is, position, yeah. This is the keeper that flicked off Brenner after Brenner tried the Panenka. Yeah, feels good to, also, to get. Also Lucho's fault, we are assuming. It's also Lucho's fault. Because <laughs> yeah. we know he told him to do it. <laughs> Who's Brenner? Never heard of him. Yeah, Jules same. Brenner, he was in The King and I. King and I, yeah. Classic <laughs> film. Problematic, but classic. Oh my gosh. You should actually understand things in the context of their time. <laughs> do you see Brenner in his Udinese jersey practicing? Yeah, yeah I don't know was... what that got on my For You tab. It's not uh, for Pat, me. Pat had like a classic <laughs> Pat tweet. Oh, he doesn't do the classic like <laughs> Pat had like a style before, and he was it was straight back to says, <laughs> "You all know I have some takes and some hills I fight on. Some of you have fought me on them. Putting all that aside, it's weird seeing Brenner in another shirt." I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> I don't even, I, like I, yes, I do know. You. What are we talking about? But I just loved it because it was so pat. If there's, it's if like there's a one player who you just test. forever associate with that with FC Cincinnati, it's got to be it's got to be Yul Brenner. <laughs> the, the man that was angling to leave before he came here. Yes. Um, that is a good question, though. Who will be weird to see in another jersey? Is it Barial? Hagland? 
I don't know that we'll see Hagelin in the jersey. Yeah, Hagelin's yeah. going here to the front office. Yeah, I think. Jersey will be a suit. Is what it'll be. Or a polo with the team logo on it. I mean, Barry Bar- Allen Vasquez. Yeah, I think Vasquez would be the weird one for me. Barry has always been thought of as we're signing this guy to as a stepping stone. Yeah. And since Vasquez was such an unproven commodity, he felt more like he could be like not Chris Wondolowski, but like a good MLS striker who's here for a long time. And he kind of played his way out of like if this year's Vasquez last year. He's an FC lifer, <laughs> yeah. but unfortunately he played his way out of here last year. So, yeah, that might be the first uh, Except we've already seen see. Vasquez in another jersey. We watched him oh, play in the true. Gold Cup in a U.S. jersey for the last <laughs> <Nice. time>. hey. <laughs> so, yeah, Nashville trading him just remains an all-timer in this uh, in this matchup. They, they haven't needed a striker anyway. So it's, no, no, it's no. It's not like they could use Vasquez up top. Um, then we get to halftime. Tied 1-1, and yeah, the momentum was all FCC. Like, yes, they had the the goal, and sure, they've had a couple of shots, but otherwise... Not before, not before a hearty round of boos greeted the officials walking out the tunnel. I love TQL Stadium remains undefeated in its ability to <laughs> boo someone off the field, and I just love it. Yeah. Fuck you, Pink! Fuck you, Nashville! <laughs> fuck! 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't know how you did that i would have left <laughs> i guess i'm the bitch <laughs> who's um, the guy uh the power rankings guy nashville guy ben wright yeah i know ben we're wrong I'm t- more like exactly hey. <laughs> I, I feel like i've made that horrible joke in his replies but like <laughs> i know i'm skipping but at the end of the game he was like a game nashville easily could have had all three points in or something. I feel like we what? were the better team. Like it's all skewed. Like, oh, we're down two men. Like nothing matters. But like, nah, nah. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to halftime. Yeah. No, no. We we're, we're flying past halftime. No changes at halftime. I don't know. Um, we get out uh, to the sixty-second minute. That's where I want to go because I absolutely am still baffled by this. And uh, apparently, MLS is too. So this is great. 62nd minute. Uh, Fafa be called a, uh, a trips. Matt Miazga, uh, way behind the run yeah, of play. The, ball, yeah. the, uh, the referee did not see it. The assistant referee flags for it, uh, communicates to the ref that something bad happened. Miazga, in his defense, or I guess in his prosecution uh, yeah <laughs> he uh he makes a meal of this so he absolutely was you know it was tripped maybe it was even an attempted trip but he falls down and he rolls around that's sort of like the uh, like unsaid like referee i need you to acknowledge that something bad happened here like i'm not doing this for my own entertainment something happened here so the center referee goes over to the assistant referee to figure out what happened obviously Picol- uh tripped him so he goes over to give him a yellow card fair enough and then gives miazga a yellow card now according to mls's website here both of these men received yellow cards for and i quote other reason (laughs) (laughs) now i don't know my reading of this is is that they are giving miazga a yellow for diving for this I don't know any other interpretation. I don't know how you dive for a thing that was in fact a foul that the other person gets a caution for in this case. I 
I don't know, Grayson, you you like to go deep on these referee rulebook interpretations. What what happened here? I I, I don't know. Yeah, I got I got nothing, nothing in this one. I mean, I haven't I haven't looked into it. It didn't make any sense at the time. I watched the replay this morning um, and it didn't make any sense yeah. on the broadcast. So I, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't have any great insight. Tommy G seemed confused as Miaska well. Miaska probably said something. He's he likes to talk shit. So, yeah, that was I mean, my, that my, be my, my guess. guess was that. Miazga, you know, rolls around on the ground, gets the referee's attention. It is a foul. The AR says he got fouled, and I just assume Miazga mouthed off to the assist, the the match official and said something about it's about mm. you know goddamn time you did something or way to be on the lookout for that or you know some shit. He got <laughs> carded for, which yeah. means he's out the next league match. That part does yeah. suck. So Miazga, despite having been off. What a month now? Exactly what we said would happen. Yeah, has happened. Comes, comes back, gets the yellow card. We'll be out for hell is real. Um, you know, dare Unless I say that this, game is moved, which is preferable at this point. Um, uh, I w- I would take that, but yeah, uh, sad to say, FCC has learned how to play without Miazga. We're certainly better with him, but we've we've figured it out without him. Uh, later on. In the uh, 68th minute, Taylor Washington, I love this moment. He, uh, <laughs> he he gets fouled, or there's a what he's assuming is a foul. So he does the classic reach out and grab the ball to force the referee to call. Uh, that's what I'm interpreting this situation as. And the referee gives him a yellow card. I don't think the referee remembered that Washington was on he a yellow card. He absolutely he had no not. idea. He had yeah. no clue. If he would have known that he and remembered he'd already given him a yellow, I don't think he gets a yellow for this. Absolutely not. <laughs> and it took Arias to point it out to the ref. He's on a yellow. He's got to go. I I love this moment. It was so good. He didn't react like he had a red card either. Like, I think he I thought think he, he could get away with one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, All right, I'm just gonna be, keep fucking be cool. playing. <laughs> Jog away. Maybe they won't notice. <laughs> Someone's gotta know. Uh, what, ha- what happens in that situation if yeah. a player gets a second yellow, does not get the red, and continues to play as if they hadn't been issued a red? Is that kind of like cheating to stay in the game? Are you on your own honor system to get off? Ooh, there. The, there's a similar sure enough happened. situation where like um teams have let's say accidentally started a guy that was on a yellow card uh accumulation suspension and the team gets fined and the result is forfeited because it is like on the teams to submit valid lineups in addition to the referees reviewing it and checking it but the ultimate uh punishment lies with the team I wouldn't be surprised if it's a similar thing. Like, if you know you've received two yellows, it's on you to get off of the field, even if the ref doesn't do that. I don't know what the ruling is there, though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I've. I don't think I've ever seen it happen. We yeah. damn near almost saw it happen in this yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's missed like, uh, the chance when you were talking about Kieran Gibbs earlier. I was trying to stick a Alex Oxlade Chamberlain joke in there. I don't know if you guys remember that when he got. 
<laughs> Kerry oh, Gibbs yeah. got sent yeah. off because he is also a light skinned black man and the ref <laughs> could not tell them apart. So he yeah. sent uh Kieran Gibbs off instead of Alex Oxley Chamberlain. Um but I, I you'd have to imagine that I'm definitely in the world it's happened. There's so many fucking soccer leagues, but in MLS, I don't know. But yeah, it's half it's had to yeah. have happened somewhere where someone's gotten two and the ref just didn't either write it down or didn't pay attention. It feels like the same mistake that you would get in a like an NFL game where you might get an accidental fifth down. It's happened a couple of times. It's like you take it. Like you still you snap the ball. You get you you take the extra down, even if the the referees aren't uh, aren't keeping track of that too well. Um, and then, but two minutes later, Fafa be called again. Picks up another yellow card, gets sent off immediately. Um, this moment is escaping me. I, I don't have the highlight up in front of me. What did he do? Can somebody please he, remind uh, me? He, he fouled Arias, <laughs> just like one of those frustration That's right. fouls That's right. where he lost the ball and he just elbows Arias in the back and sends him to the ground. But That's Arias right. won that foul. Arias yeah, steps in front of him. <laughs> and makes it happen. It's the one if you're on the other end, you were fucking. I, I, I saw Nashville fans were just like so mad that Arias was still in the game, even because right. he was on a yellow. And then I don't know if it was Mukhtar who like went down easy. Somebody yes. like flopped and Arias got right in his face on the ground, like inches from his face and is pointing at him in the face. And there's a lot of worlds where that's a yellow card right there, even though he was in the right. Because he didn't commit the foul. But I mean, he was like, the well, guy that, could smell his breath. Yeah, that was another <laughs> one where it's like, if that is, if you don't have a card and you do that, you'll get a yellow for doing that. But you don't get the second yellow. It's a good thing the ref remembered that he'd already issued Arias <laughs> <Yeah>. a card. <laughs> yes. Or else we could have been fucked on that one too. <laughs> oh my God. And then perfect revenge. Uh, it was after a uh, a long throw was cleared. Nice counterattack by FC Cincinnati. Uh, Lucho finds a streaking Santiarius in the box who just perfectly uh, places the ball right past uh, Joe Willis. Takes the lead two to one. TQL Stadium is going insane. The Shalala is in full effect. And pff, that was... That was your game. That that did not feel like uh, this was ever not going to go in FC Cincinnati's in FC Cincinnati's direction. But yet, but yet, I don't want to move past this too fast. That was a great Please. goal from Arias. The ball from Lucho was just mm. if he's if he's going to win MVP, he'll win MVP for highlights like that. Yes. Where you know, again, you're up two men. There's an argument out there and a world out there that suggests that FC Cincinnati actually played pretty poorly going up two men, that they should have salted this game away a little earlier in the process, got that third goal, and they seemed like they were having a difficult time taking advantage of the man advantage. But in this moment, um, brilliant run by Arias, an incredible through ball by Lucho to find him and pick him out, and then Arias 1v1, clever, right over the top of the keeper. He he is now making it an open question in my mind as to who the best signing of the offseason was. And that's insane, given how well Yerson Mascara has played. I think it's still Mascara for the most part. But Arias, as he has gotten healthier, has been 
incredible the last month and a half or so. He's certainly making that option look look more and more attractive for next year. Yeah. Yeah, if the season ended today, I'd take I'd take him back in a heartbeat. I'd kind of written him off at the beginning. I was like, we signed this guy who's injury prone and now he's injured and he's not playing. And you're like, all right, well, I guess now picture Ray Gaddis uh, doing that last <laughs> night. What, what Arius did, the give and go with the flick over the keeper. You're like, uh, yeah, this is this is a much better uh, situation. Yeah. So, I mean, if he stays healthy and plays like that for the rest of the year, he's like, you know, he's one and of our top four like weapons now. He's zeroing in on 20. He's got 18 league appearances for us. Yeah, that's I more. Than I, was, I was kind of hoping he would get at least 20 and be healthy at the end of the season. Was kind of my goal for him. So we may get that. Well, so far so good on Arius. I'm just imagining Ray Gattis back passing from there, like getting the through <laughs> ball and then immediately turning around and passing it back. Well, we've seen what happens when Gattis gets the ball there, and you know, no disrespect, but. <laughs> it doesn't look like that. Right, right. <laughs> or Powell shoots immediately once he gets the ball on its way off. He still has to get his goal, though. Come on, yes. we'll get it. Maybe in the League's Cup, Alvis will finally get that goal. Oh, that'd be great. Has Powell ever scored for us? Did he score for us in 19? I don't think so. We scored so few goals that... Yeah. I, I guess, no, 20 the next year was the one where he scored. A, to be fair, there have been less. a lot of really random people that have scored goals for this team. And I don't remember any of them because the games were otherwise so terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, no I it, like, it looks like he is not. I feel like he only played like the first two or three games, then was benched the rest of the time. He only played 13 games in 2019. Yeah. That yeah, he's only scored crazy. for Portland. That makes sense. Reef stop uh, in a Sudanese club. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alice, what were you doing? You know, <laughs> I think his wife was like, nah. <laughs> Him and, uh, uh, oh, who's our Maddox, uh, Patty right? Barrett? No, uh, well, Maddox yeah. went with him to Sudan, but Patty Barrett also signed with like, like Vietnam Cam- or Cambodia, Cambodia, bizarre Cambodia. foreign clubs you wouldn't have expected him to. It was quickly like, uh, just I'm kidding. <laughs> this isn't oh. quite like Ireland. <laughs> the first missed game check, I assume you're out of This there. isn't like when I came here on holiday. This is not the same. <laughs> uh, but the very next minute, uh, one Aaron Bupenza subs into the game, and for seven glorious minutes, we have the A plus team out there. That is before Powell subs in for Arias. No, no fault of <laughs> the Powell. lineup of death. Yeah. <laughs> but that is everything you've been hoping for for this season against nine men, and it looked great. Bupenza shows up, and my God, his first touch is a flying behind the back, back heel pass over his shoulder. Just the craziest thing. And what felt like 30 seconds later, he rips an insanely powerful shot from like 25 yards out. And man, already, I'm thinking... Is he the best MLS player of all time? Is he just top three? <laughs> what foot did he use to rip that shot, though? I have to know. 
Oh, it's got to be his left. It's had to be his right. left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was watching his foot. I was watching his feet the whole game, and he <laughs> is desperate to always be on the left. And I don't care. It's fine. It works out. But yeah, he does love his left. I will say yeah. he had that one moment where he's doing the stepovers against Zimmerman, yeah. and just like lost the ball. I was like that's all right, buddy. <laughs> but you I'm on top it. You can yeah, tell, though, like there's a huge ovation when he comes into the game. The fans were all jacked up to see him. And every moment you could tell he was thinking, I got to put on a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was feeling it. Well, so somebody put in the discord that he got like 5,000 people a game at his team in Saudi and something like that in and Qatar as well. His mentions. Yeah. And then he played his golden boot season in Turkey um, with empty stadiums. Yeah, it was COVID great. year. So where he hasn't he play? played with like a crowd like that? this since it's, since who knows when yeah, if ever. Like William, he played, will, go ahead. He played in he played in France. He played uh oh Bordeaux. Bordeaux. So yeah, but he would have seen crowds like that at in France. Zero but, appearances though. He spent the entire time there out on loan. Hmm. Um I mean I'm not going to click on every single one of these. These look like, <laughs> man, he was, he was sitting out some Atlantic Island uh, <laughs> clubs in the uh, lower reaches of the French uh, second and third division. It looks like, um, is it too simplistic to call him good loca? Like, is this, <laughs> I feel like he's good. Loca. His, his goal reminded me a lot of Loca's first goal. Yeah. So we call yeah. him Bon Loca. <laughs> like he has he is better form like he like his sprinting form but he has kind of an interesting gait um he's got the left foot thing he's just kind of I don't, he's, he's 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 unique but not that unique but like it just feels like it's like similar price tag i don't know it's, it's like got a, <laughs> got a rocket shot yeah which would like he, got he's to got a highlight reel but yeah. yeah with more i don't know i think this one's gonna work out but um yeah, there'll be you could already tell there's gonna be moments where like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> and like I guess that's part of the MO of him, you know, is that he tries stuff, but like that's one of my biggest gripes is people who don't, which is one of the reasons I appreciate Alvis doing five step overs and launching a shot. So he's gonna do that, but then have like the shot that we saw. So I mean, I'm all for it. And like Nashville is a good defense, but he's going to tear some of these teams up when he gets the chance. So uh, I'm excited. I didn't mind him coming in as a sub. I wanted him to start, but like it felt right <laughs> to sub and have that moment. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he didn't look lost, but he was kind of just kind of feeling it out. And it would have been kind of a different vibe if he's feeling out the start of this intense non-rivalry game. But that run he timed for his goal was pretty cool. impressive. Oh, yeah. so, so good. Um, I was just How could that looking... be onside, though? I don't understand. How is that possible? <laughs> it's, just, it's a crazy thing there. Um, <laughs> international goals scored by Aaron Bupenza, of which there are five for Gabon. Uh, 2016, he scores a goal against Rwanda in the African uh, Nations Championship. I'm going to go ahead and guess that might have been his biggest crowd he's ever scored in front of before tonight. Um, I did not get a, a, a an attendance on that one. Just like um, the RUSL guys who like yes. played in like Wilmington, and <laughs> all of a sudden they're kickers. playing in front of yeah thirty thousand people at Nipper, and they're like, "Let's fucking go!" <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, he was clearly loving life, so that makes me happy that 
it's we're making him happy. I feel like yeah. there's a mutual we're jerking each other off and it's great. <laughs> if he if he stays happy here, we're gonna be happy. Because it means he's yeah. it means the team's doing well, he's scoring goals. Yeah. Um no, that was the the goal there uh by Bupenza was incredible. Be- before the um, before the goal though. Please. The their inability to score that extra goal up uh two men. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah. But the sinking feeling when the ref pointed oh, at the spot. Yes. yes and yes. I thought that this was all gonna be for nothing and we were gonna end up with yet another we have an advantage. What was it, Columbus where we were up a man and yeah. we still conceded the goal to let them tie the game? I think that was the shush game from Caleb Porter. It was indeed. Mm-hmm. Just the sinking feeling of oh my god how are they gonna fuck this up this shouldn't happen this year not this year not like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i felt on was... brand for that game though the way it was going they're like of course yeah, full ref show of course of course it'll be the way yeah. things go yeah there was uh i did read this headline about it in variety scab alert walker zimmerman crosses sag picket line with incredible acting <laughs> display to draw pk he did indeed uh, timely and accurate man i uh if that's a penalty we should be doing that every single game if you could just run up behind a player and trip over their own foot i mean we should have that routine worked out pretty cleanly here like, got... ju- like jump like a stunt double in a bad action movie too <laughs> we've got great wingbacks who are, are good at getting crosses in just get vasquez to run across the back of a uh, a defender every time we get penalties left and right yeah that was, that was the shortest var review i've ever seen in the game too like the monitor barely had time to turn on before they were like yeah you fucked this call up real bad yeah yeah, um, very annoying. Uh, neither FOTMOB nor MLS uh, put VAR decisions in the notable events hmm. uh, register here. I don't Not know why deal. they do that. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it didn't matter. Not a big deal. Um, but I so I don't know if this happened before or after. But the 81st minute to me was pretty telling um, with them giving up. I mean, obviously, being down two men, you're not going to try too, too hard. But subbing out Mukhtar and uh, Leal at the 81st minute felt like a real concession and to me should indicate the end of the MVP discussion until further evidence that, like, Mukhtar wasn't even equipped enough to just put him up top and hope that they could hoof a, a long ball over the top to him or something. That was a real... Real concession. It was a good moment to see him subbing which, out there. Which they were still trying to do. There was uh, at least one play where they brought the keeper up, and it led to a comical charge back down the field where I'm still angry no one went for the half-field shot on no, a wide-open net. Screaming shoot. I didn't care who it was. It was Mascara was like the last one on the ball. I think I, he passed it off. And I did that was not right know. before the goal, though, like by 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know they'd pulled their keeper. For that, I completely missed it until somebody next to me was screaming, shoot, shoot, it's an open net. I was like, oh, shit, it is. Why are we not shooting? It was such a weak shot after that, too, or whoever kicked it. It was like so, like, you want that moment to be like, at least to be like, ah, oh. Like, they didn't give us that, though. So that was and sad. Lucho was open, but I am wondering, because it was just one defender back, or were there two? I just was wondering if because the keeper was so far forward, if we weren't keeping the offside rule in mind of the second to last 
defender is the line. And I don't like, think they were thinking about that. Okay. I think they were. I think it was too like excited that yeah. right, <laughs> right. everyone just running like there's no one in there. It's like too chaotic. Luckily, there wasn't too much time to like bemoan that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they score like immediately. Uh, <laughs> but um, ruined my prediction though. I was feeling good about my two one, and then they. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked but, it all up. Bupenza gets the uh, gets the yellow card on the uh, the celebration, which there was like some random St. Louis quote-unquote journalist look like a college kid uh, tweeting about that it was a dumb celebration yeah carter get your people in line all right yeah come on now <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so i saw i saw a headline about Please. about bupenza's debut this one is from uh broadway world oh um Ooh. heard of them. Uh, the ballad of bupenza new fc assassin aaron shows he's worthy of your love and he's got the right but not the right foot to score it's a reference to uh, I think it's a reference to Stephen Sondheim's assassin on the roof. Oh. <laughs> they're they're uh, they were covering this in a lot of different places. I saw this headline about Aaron Bupenza's uh, debut goal. This was in um, Politico. Paging Larry Craig, Nashville's defender's wide stance keeps Bupenza, Bupenza onside for debut goal. Anyone else remember Larry Craig? Yes, oh, yes. yes I remember oh, yes. his wide stance. I think about that time every time I fly to Minneapolis. <laughs> Is there a plaque Tap on that, that uh, <laughs> on the bathroom stall? There should be. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, Bupenza go did score in a friendly against Morocco in 2019. <laughs> Attendance 28,000. Okay. So this is finally we lived up to that. Yeah. <laughs> Airport bathroom is probably the worst place to pick up people because that's where you hear the loudest shits because everyone's been just like <laughs> the <up>. air <laughs> and like stuck on the plane. And I worked at the airport, so you just hear you just, hear, you just, hear, just explosions of sound. I can't imagine be like, hey, what you doing later? <laughs> After <laughs> your colon fully explodes. Uh, you know, I think I think this was the one outside of security. Like by by baggage claim, okay. so maybe not the one people are heading to, right after they land. It yeah, is funny to watch the people just sort of the person we you know there's a problem about to happen where they get off the jetway <laughs> a little fast and it picks up into a little bit of a jog as they head yeah. towards the. It's always the men's room with like the divider between men and women, so men go one way, women go the other way, and just someone just books it right in there after the flight lands. <laughs> They've been sitting on that for a while. Oh yeah, uh, literally. Well. <laughs> the game ends. I don't have a good transition away from that. One. Walker should have gotten a card for his dive, right? Yeah. Like he, there's no way. I guess they can't look at it. They, can they, they discover a foul? It. Like they probably can't do it retroactively. But like this ref can. There's no <laughs> way he knows. He doesn't know what he's doing there. Right. Yeah. That's it's like it's a desperate, shameless play. Yeah. yeah. It's fully premeditated. Yeah. Um, you see him do it. He runs up and kicks Mosquera in the back of the foot and tumbles over and starts screaming for a penalty. And Mosquera doesn't know he's there. Like, he doesn't no, even no check way. behind him to stick a foot out or whatever. Yeah. That should be the uh, rule change is that if VAR goes and discovers that you earned a penalty from a dive, it should be a, a penalty going the other direction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we march the ball back down to the other side it's a, because you have committed a foul in the box and yes. any foul that you commit in the box we're going down the other side the ref has to point with two hands though it's like all the way that way all the way that way <laughs> guys mexico won the gold cup or it's oh. like the uh, 
Sorry, it's, sorry, the, uh, breaking news. it's the basketball <laughs> official calling the charge where all of a sudden they turn around and they point the other direction. <laughs> they take yeah. an extra beat. They're like, yeah, that way. Football, they really get off on the offensive pass interference, like pass interference. Offense. Offense. <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> whoa <dude. laughs> Remix. Didn't see this shit coming, did you? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I got one more headline. Please, please. I don't know why. Uh, this one is in um, Soldier of Fortune. I'm actually smelling my butt wiping hand. Miazga explains constantly holding palm over his nose and mouth. Do you guys know that? He's just getting high off his own supply. <laughs> he's got a lot of secrets. I don't know what he's telling at all times in the games, but he doesn't want. He's like calling plays out there, I guess. Uh, Not I'm timely at all. Sorry. Well, hey, as soon as the uh, the 18 extra cameras for Messi comes in, that's going to be vital <laughs> to, to getting game plans out there. There's a mic one inch hanging from the ceiling by me. I was going to say, it's like a drone. Like just for Trump, yeah. <laughs> Very low level. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't just give a feed to a Miami assistant coach of, you know, what, what the players are saying out there or something. Um, no, I, uh, Jonah. Looking back on this game, I agree with your son. This was a, a weird one because it was so unbelievably frustrating in the moment with the referee right up until they get back-to-back red cards. And I was like, <laughs> well, this is really stupid, but I love this now. And I, um, yeah. yeah, everything went our way. I was thinking about the Nashville fans because they, the, they had the visiting section full, unlike they had some predictions that the stadium would be half national fans. You know, I'd say a smattering. Who had that prediction? <laughs> I don't want to give any of their names credit <laughs> on here. Um, I don't know, 50 in the rest of the seats. So yeah. good on them, I guess. But uh, uh, I was, just, you know, you see, it was just like that section felt so sad. Yeah. Once like the, it got overtaken and like you have that brief second where you forget you're playing national. And it's like, I don't want to win like this. And then less than a second, you're like, I don't care. This is great. <laughs> like this, like we're winning these games. We deserve to win. Besides what Ben Wrong said, we, I thought we would have. I think we would have won eleven yeah. v eleven. Honestly, yeah. it might have been prettier. Uh, like Chief said, they do get kind of ugly. Remember the nine? We all know that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. awkward playing nine, but there was a moment where like Mascara was like one of the front three leading the charge of a break when we're up two guys. And I was thinking, <laughs> like, you should be back here, man. <laughs> like, I didn't want to say it out loud because like I love my man. But uh, like we kind of lost. We did lose the plot a little bit. Um, we could have easily bunkered that out. And it seemed Nashville had kind of given up on trying to win for the most part. And then they were like, actually, <laughs> they're yeah. kind of giving us chances here. Yeah, like we kept giving them opportunities to just like there were a couple just chaos plays in the box at the end of the match. Where I was like, just oh, God, just yeah. don't like right. one misclearance could have been people deadly, are like tripping yeah. over one another. And all, you could just see it happening in slow motion that someone would fire like the Barrial play. Someone fires a shot in. And it hits a hand and all of this is for nothing. So, yeah, I wish they would have just done a little bit less at the end of this game in terms of just pass it around. You got two more people than they do. Play keep away. You don't need any style points on this. But I can't argue with the result at the end. They win the game. Eight points clear on the table. Bupenza gets a first goal. He's off and running. Boop, there it is. Absolutely slays as a a reaction to him being awesome. 
Stephen Bailey said he doesn't know this song. <laughs> it's like, he'll, he'll learn the song. Know. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be his favorite song. I was always, uh, I never understood in that song. They say tag team back again when I had never heard of them prior to this song. Because <laughs> <laughs> trolls too. Because usually when you tag team. What <laughs> <laughs> it's not a wrestling oh, reference. I get it. Oh. I, get it now. <laughs> I thought they were talking about the Bushwhackers. Oh, no, that'll God. be depends on whoever he goes to the club with. He's gonna fucking <laughs> eat this city up, man. <laughs> that earring and everything. Oh, have oh. at it, Aaron. Uh, anyone without looking, you probably already looked. How many points per game we're at now? We're fucking flying. Two point two two, baby. Wow. PPG out of control. Uh, still ahead of New England's record-breaking pace. Yeah, yeah two point one five. Seventy-five point five projection. So. 75, 76 points. That would be the record. I mean, It'd be amazing if we could end with a half point. I don't even know how that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you leave a guy on who has two yellow cards. Each yeah. So I each did find that there was a guy in the 2006 World Cup given. I actually knew about this incident because it was, uh, I believe, an MLS ref that that did this. But Ooh. a guy playing for Croatia got three yellow cards in a match. And he <laughs> wasn't sent strong. off until his third one. Um, they, don't, they don't seem to have had any sanctions, but it also the game didn't matter because it okay, ended yeah. 2-2 and Australia advanced over Croatia. So Croatia, the team that benefited Benefit. from the three yellow cards, um, did not advance. So they didn't actually benefit. So maybe they just let it slide. But a World Cup game. Oof. <laughs> That's a bad one to make that mistake. USL, sure. Why not? Make that mistake for fun. See what happens. Um, you can see Guido one. getting confused in his famous game. Like at some point you've given out so many yellows. <laughs> you you could point. lose track in that game. Uh, you're, you're giving them out so quickly. Yeah, you're not writing them all down fast enough. Um, yeah, uh, not for nothing. Vasquez gets the assist on the uh, Bepenza goal. Uh, Lucho with an assist and a goal in this one. Arias, a well-deserved goal. I mean, on paper, this was a perfect game. Like This went really well. Roman had a, a little slip-up, but uh, as we used to say on this podcast, this is MLS clean sheet, the, uh, the, dumb, the dumb one goal. So, yeah, like this was a solid, solid outing. And the, uh, the lead on the Supporter Shield is firm. Um, we also, I know last week we tied it, We've now surpassed the point total from last year. So that is fantastic. And yeah, look at this team go. Like This is insane. I saw it, a Nashville fan say, like, was pointing out all the good things they still have to look forward to. It was like, there's no reason we can't get second in the East. And it's just so bizarre to hear people talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> FCC is an afterthought of, like, yeah topping the this like this isn't us is it that's 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 called cope that's surrender <laughs> <laughs> like you're but it's talking not about us it's somebody else coping. I know. that's why yeah, it's, it's so great. amazing yeah. uh extra time they started off the thursday show with a similar conversation which is do we just I didn't crown? like that I didn't like that at all. I don't like that. <laughs> no. I, I said it was a lock <laughs> i don't like that um I'm also very much cognizant of the fact that New England very well. I mean, they're the, the next closest to us, sure. Um, but the one I'm worried about is St. Louis. 
Uh, they they just had a pretty rough stretch there where they were missing a lot of their key contributors so far this year. And they made it out of the last five games with four wins and one loss. Uh, the reason why I am more worried about them than anyone else is the Western Conference appears particularly bad. And they will have an easier path forward for the rest of the season, whereas we will have to play good, competent teams like Atlanta and Philly and a Lionel Messi Miami team at some point, um, whereas St. Louis won't. Uh, they've already lost to LAFC, but they're far enough backward. They're not a huge threat. I I worry about them, and that's super annoying that this fucking expansion team is going to come in here and and could very well genuinely push us for the supporter shield. So St. Louis has some tough games left. They still have one against LAFC. They have to go okay. to Vancouver, to Minnesota. They play Seattle. They go to Orlando. They play Dallas. And they have to go to LA Galaxy, who has not been good exactly, but who knows what LA Galaxy is actually going to look like in September. Yeah, that's And fair. still, like, they've you know, played good teams hard. Yeah. yeah. Do they have um, any against RSL? I don't know if you have no. it still up there. No. They go to it's Houston. Awesome. Houston's always a tough place to play. True, true. I'm more worried about needing a result down the stretch in that Inter-Miami game because I absolutely believe the league is going to start fixing matches for, for Messi to win. Like, <laughs> I, am, I am completely convinced that there will be match fixing happening in this league so that Messi can win games and they can make the playoffs. I care less about setting a record than I do having it wrapped up more than a game or two before the season's over. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That would be nice. Talking about it, though, it's so great still. <laughs> so I guess this dovetails into the final question of the episode or the final portion of this is, so they're eight points clear uh, in the East. They're playing some of their best soccer of the year right now. They just got Bupenza back. Lucho has been on fire. Do you mess with this in the League's Cup and mm. rotate a lot and possibly get people out of form or get the rotations different? Or do you use the League's Cup as an opportunity to rest players ahead of the stretch run to win the Shield? It's sort of the age-old sports debate on uh, afternoon sports talk, rest versus rust. You have to, I think you have to give all of the starters minutes in the League's Cup because yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to have players go a month without a meaningful, without meaningful game time. Mm -hmm. um, at least, you know, that's the type of thing people always say. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't mind giving, uh, a lot of guys rest against say like Kansas city to start. Yeah. And then you sub in Barial and Arias and, um, you know, some other guys that, that have played a lot of minutes recently. Um, and then depending on what you get against Kansas city, you can look at, okay, we've already beat if like, if they beat Kansas city, you only got to finish top two in the group to advance. So then it's like, how are you going to approach the Chivas game, right? If we don't really need a result here. Do we also rotate again? If you 
win against Sporting Kansas City in Kansas City and Chivas draw. I don't know if they play before us. And I think a loss gets you in. I think they play... I guess I'm just assuming Chivas is going to beat Kansas City, but I think that that game's after. Okay. Us. Here's so you a, don't have it. Here's the. Here's the interesting question. Let's say just randomly, and for whatever reason, they rotate and they lose and they don't make the knockout stages in the League's Cup. That would mean what? Almost a month off. What do you the, do with this team the, for a month? The 27th to the 20th. So yeah, just over three. Three and a half weeks. Small sided games, baby. Send him <laughs> yeah. over. Green do, team do, versus great team forever. Do you, do you have a, Do you have Carl <laughs> charter a flight and send him over to Europe and like go play some teams that are in training for the Premier League season? Uh, you could play. Yes. I mean, I assume there will be FCC two time available in this period for some people. <laughs> just send the one team down to FCC two. <laughs> just fucking clown on people. Can we maybe like one of the other teams who's in our upcoming schedule will also get knocked down? Like, hey, can we just can we just do this now? You want to kick on. around? I guess. Yeah. Just, you want to just like play this game? <laughs> you know, Vasquez is going to request to start against Chivas because I don't know if you guys know this, but he used to have a Chivas jersey in his closet. Yes. And if you don't that know up. that, it'll be repeated so <laughs> yeah. many goddamn times during the course of that match. They also bid five million dollars for him this past off season. So if you want another, uh, Vasquez I thought it was seven. And it's modern slavery, as we will not let Vasquez go <laughs> against his wishes, even though he doesn't want to go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it, it, five or seven. I remember the seven number as well. I don't remember, but it was it was a small number. Let's say. Um, I believe I've seen Vasquez himself confirm the seven number. I think okay. I think he did it either in that interview he did with Hercules Gomez or one of his. Golasso show uh, or whatever uh, appearances. His agents like yeah, mention this on that show. Um, Jonah, do you want? Yes. Do you want to win the league's cup? Uh, I need to win the league's cup. <laughs> okay, there we okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need league's cup to be a thing because I need my Chivas tickets. Someone needs to buy them because I bought <laughs> other seats. I thought there'd be a little more Chivas interest. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> come on, they're a brand, folks. Come buy them. Uh, I think this is one of those things we don't care about until they give us a reason to care about. And then if it goes well, obviously we'll be. I mean, Cincinnati didn't give a fuck about the U.S. Open Cup until we were making a run in it. And then it was like, this is everything everything <laughs> obviously it's not the same but like we didn't care about besides you the tradition of the tournament and it's stuff true. so uh we will make of this what it is and if we beat chivas or you know we beat win both these games i think people can easily talk themselves into getting excited about <laughs> it just a chance to have our guys look good and people talk about us more yeah it does feel like an open cup situation and i wouldn't be surprised if that's how they treat it with the squad as well, which is it's a heavily rotated squad. You'll see you'll see a fair number of starters out there, uh, but it'll, it'll maybe be half starters. And then once we get to the knockout rounds, OK, now the rest of these guys can start coming in here. We we'll see if we can't string a couple of wins together. But. Yeah, yeah, we don't know if is, are the Mexican teams going to take it seriously more they, than the MLS or vice versa. There was an article that that they got no. So uh, MLS season pass is going to carry it in Mexico, and that was not originally the plan. 
oh, they yeah, were trying right. to sell those they were trying to sell those TV rights and either had no interest or had no interest at a dollar value that they thought was was worth it. Yeah. Is that pre pre messy? Yes. A good point. That's a good uh, point. I think they were going to still try to sell like they do in the US here, a simulcast deal. But yeah, uh, Apple has picked up those rights. Um, so at the very least, the Mexican media doesn't <laughs> give a shit about this tournament. We'll see how the teams do with it. No, it just feels uh, it feels like no one cares. It feels like no one in the league cares. Like yeah. the the promo reads during the matches are half hearted as fuck. It just yeah. I don't I don't get the sense anyone is looking forward. Sorry, Jonah. I get the, I don't get the sense anyone is looking forward to any of these games. <laughs> I do. Hey, they came for the Chivas friendly, so. I think it would be different sure. if they played some of these games in Mexico. But if you're a Mexican fan, it's your teams are off playing somewhere else. But I think if like you told teams like Chivas, like, hey, this big team from like LAFC is coming to play your team in Mexico. And then we go there to play them. I think that more people would be into it. But as it stands, it's just a theoretical thing to all the Liga MX fans. Yeah, yeah but a lot of those Liga MX fans are living in, in the, the United States. I mean, Mexico, yeah. Mexico plays a lot of games in the U.S. and almost exclusively games yeah. in the U.S. Actually, it's and, very uh, weird. <laughs> uh, I think Mexican teams always draw pretty well when they're when they're here. Yeah, it, 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 it's we not unlike the, the Gold Cup and uh, uh, and and some of those others where it's like the Gold Cup is the tournament for North America, Central America and the Caribbean. And it is exclusively played in the United States. It will never be played in uh, Panama or Costa Rica or a single Caribbean island anywhere. And we'll give Canada one game and we'll give Mexico two games to make it feel like we did the right thing here. Um, so yeah, so we have the League's Cup to look forward to. That is the next time this team is in action and the League's Cup kicks off on Friday. There will except be All-Star Game. Yeah. Capitan Lucho Acosta. Sure. This is the Skills just challenge. pray they don't get hurt week. That's all I care about. I don't want to watch them beat the Arsenal C minus Academy team plus the two U.S. men's I want to see team. Some, I want to see some nutmegs. He's going to try for <laughs> little us. Little tricks. I'm just in it to watch some little tricks. He's I'm looking try. forward to seeing Barial in this game. That could be good. Has there ever been an MLS all-star that played against one of these big European teams that then ended up on that European team that you could maybe say that they first got their scouting tape from the All-Star game. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that would be gross negligence. Like, the level of the guy that's running Toronto FC saying, I looked up players on transfer market. Like, if Arsenal said, yeah, this guy played real well against us in an exhibition game. Some Hassan Nadam energy. I'm just saying, if Barrial shows up and Arsenal's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then they look at the tape and go, we could maybe use something like this. <laughs> So the only one I could think of was potentially if Alfonso Davies mm. played it against Bayern Munich, but it looks like they played against uh, Juventus. Ah, dang. That's all I got. <laughs> That's yeah, really interesting thing for me. <laughs> uh, so we got MLS All-Stars, Skills Challenge, and the game and then league's cup boy it's a real it's a real banner week of do you actually give a shit about any of this 
Well, it's like uh, in the Santa Claus movie. It's like only 364 more days till Christmas. So that's what we're at with Opefest. So, I mean, that's one thing. <laughs> we're got, the planning begins now. I posted in the Discord. I was like, actually, we first started talking about this in February of 2022. So <laughs> we had that much time. And this is what we came up with. Uh, there was, at one point, miniatures. There were tiki mugs. There were all sorts of ideas, concepts. Burlesque. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> face painting though next year face painting sure <laughs> um sad opie and then don't forget we didn't talk about this but i just want to acknowledge that it was cool when the guy threw the ball away from alex moyle oh my god yes that was that was the all time <laughs> it's right up there with the uh oh shoot what was the kid's name started with a z the, uh, the little kid that ran out onto the field from the uh, tunnel gloves Z Zay Zay deck it was like similar Zaydan. to Zaydan. I almost wanted to say Zaydan, but that's <laughs> someone else. <laughs> Zayden finally finally makes it to an FCC games. Like fuck it, man, I'm getting on. <laughs> no, I think I think the kid's name Leroy was Zaydan. Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> and everyone just like slow claps. <laughs> I was rewatching Rudy with my kids. They'd never seen it. You know, we're a Notre Aww. Dame family for better or worse. And uh, I said Rudy is, is near and dear to our heart, but like he quits because he's not gonna make. He's not, they're not going to let him on uh dress or whatever. And he, but like, you know, the wise guy who, the wise janitor guy tells him like, you can't quit. And he goes back to practice and it's <laughs> <laughs> the slow clap. Like you just fucking quit. And now you're slow clapping yeah, this asshole. Uh, but I still you're got emotional. The, the whole day. <laughs> I, I do. I do love how every one of his teammates fucking hates him. And they, <laughs> there isn't a single person. That will acknowledge that anything in that movie was fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's a notoriously. Uh, my dad like at, like with the game. The movie hadn't been out that long. It's like oh, apparently he's a huge asshole. Too. <laughs> it was just like this is like pre-internet. He's just like Rudy's known to be a, a piece of shit. But <laughs> you know how hard you had to work to be worldwide known worldwide as a shithead <laughs> prior to the internet, <laughs> right? <laughs> have we ever talked about this that like i i am unreasonably like curious as to how every kid my age heard the story about marilyn manson having a rib removed yet the internet <laughs> yeah. wasn't a thing like i don't know how how did that spread from school to school so fast i was right. actually talking about that to my wife like a couple weeks ago because it was just like everybody in america knew this Knows story this. Yeah. in the 90s and it wasn't like there was twitter it just felt true <laughs> without like <laughs> right even though it was like nonsensical but it was like and but like that he was the kid from the wonder years was the other one about him oh yeah, yeah. That he played the friend from the wonder years but which is also not true <laughs> it's like cha-ching guy died from rallies which was yeah seth that green, was he committed actually. suicide everybody knew the cha-ching guy he hung himself or something like that <laughs> but it was seth green <laughs> <laughs> he, seth green's the cha-ching guy he's live and well. <laughs> go go youtube those videos now while you're at or it. the kid from uh the the kid from mikey the life cereal box he'd also been murdered like that was uh everybody yeah. knew oh that. yeah there's lots and of everybody had a friend who everybody had a friend who had an uncle that worked at Nintendo. I don't understand how all of these things could happen <laughs> in every school in North America. Oh man. If well, you know, hit us up on the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> if, please. If you were the person that brought that rumor to your school. If you started it, yeah. If you learned it from your older cousin from, from 
Kansas or whatever. Yeah. If you're still listening, the actual Cincy Shirts promo code. <laughs> for the 25% off. You should do that one time. Just be like, hey, can you give us a code for 15 off just for like the real heads and make it all the way? Oh, God. Chief, in this podcast, we are over two hours. Let's get out of here. Are we really? We may we have are. a new sponsorship opportunity, too. I got to talk to you guys about that. Also, um, before he says it, if you mention the rallies cha-ching guy in a tweet, we'll know you're a real fan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Half if of you say- may need to Google that, yeah. but yes. <laughs> anyway, fuck Columbus. All of the music in this podcast was done by Jim Trace and the Makers, an amazing local Cincinnati band. You can find more information about them in the description of this episode. Also, be sure to check out The Post Cincy at thepostcincy.com. That's where we're posting our written content. You'll find a wide range of content there posted regularly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Or better yet, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan, somebody you think might enjoy this content, please send it on over uh, to them. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't done so already, we do have a Discord server. Feel free to drop in and join the conversation happening there. Again, links to that can be found on the website or in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.